the question is, are you going to them for advice or are you going to them for permission and enablement to just keep on doing what you're doing anyway and for somebody to pat you on the back and say, oh, it's not so bad, you know, oh, you're doing great. is Taylor Stevens, the New York Times bestselling and award-winning author of the kick-ass Vanessa Michael Monroe thrillers. And this is the Taylor Stevens show with my good friend, Steve Campbell, where we are kicking writing in the butt one word at a time. All right, Taylor, speaking of butts, one of the things that writers have to do, and this is teasing the topic a little bit, but I'm curious because we spend as, as writers so much time on our butts. What kind of chair do you have? Um, it's just a normal office chair that, you know, kind of has a little bit of an air thing to it. When I sit down in it, it like, you know, is it cushioned a little bit? It's old. I've had it for like, I don't know, seven or eight years. The the seams are starting to fall apart on the armrests. And now stuff. you confessed uh, a week or so ago that you were in your forties. And uh, so now do you have like back support and things like that? Because you're becoming an uh, elderly person. Well, I have some there, but only because somebody gave it to me and I was like, oh, okay, what do I do with this? So I'll just slip it over, <laughs> slip it over the back of my chair. And I'm sometimes not even aware that it's there. But I mean, anybody who's followed my email for a while knows that I have had health problems that meant that I couldn't even sit in a chair for years because I'd have so much joint pain just from sitting and I had to write sort of stretched out on a bed or lying on a couch. And now I can actually sit in a chair. So that's a gift to me. Do you ever think about doing a stand-up desk? I have thought about it, but with my um, my particular health condition, standing is more exhausting than walking. Okay. So right. I've thought about walking, and then I thought about breaking my nose, and I thought, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's keep this topic of butts going. We started with kicking writing in the butt one word at a time, and then we start. Then we talked about chairs. Now I want to talk about the idea of keeping your butt in the chair as long as you're physically able, even when you don't want to, when you've got maybe legitimate reasons not to write or to slow down your pace or you need to think or whatever. Essentially, it's how hard do we need to work to be sure that our butt is in the chair writing when we're supposed to be writing. The only way to get a book published, the only way to get it published is to finish it. And the only way to get that book finished is to write it and to finish it. So the time that you put in, in that chair, it, it, it's, a, it's cumulative. And that's what allows you to get the words. And I know that um, sometimes you can even be scared of finishing. I've, I've had that happen, too where you start procrastinating because you're afraid to finish. Because Even if you don't realize you're afraid to finish, you are afraid to finish because then what? It's, it's imperative to get that time in the chair, even if you only get 100 words, even if it seems like you're spinning your wheels and going nowhere, even if it's painful, you've got to be in front of that work and you've got to have that butt glue to get it done. You know, you, you've hit on something for me. Uh, I think it was three weeks ago, I got my edits back for a group of short stories that I'd written. And uh, these are the copy edits. And I looked at them, and the changes are very, very minor. So it's, it, would, 
it would be literally a half a day's work to go in and clean all these up and then send it back for the final edits, and then I'm done, and then I can then I can publish them. But I've been working on something else because it's easier to work on something that's a long way from being finished than to take the few hours it would take to actually move the ball forward <laughs> a significant amount and be closer to being judged. So I think that's exactly what you're talking about when you said yeah. uh, you, you get close to the end and you start pushing back. So it's not it's not like I'm not – I don't have my butt in the chair. My butt's in the chair. I'm just working on something you're else rather something than else. the thing yeah. that I should be finishing so that I can get the darn stuff out there. It, it feels uncomfortable. I, I totally – I've had it happen too where you've been working on something for so long as well where the thought of not working on it – anymore. It doesn't leave you with excitement. And it does on one level, but it leaves you with this, this hole, this emptiness that feels wrong. And so it's almost like you self-sabotage yourself so that it doesn't actually get finished because then you don't have to feel that discomfort. Um, and the only way to, around that is to feel the fear and do it anyway. But in order to do that, you have to be aware of what, what it is you're feeling and what it is that's driving you. So it does take a little bit of self-awareness um, to, to break past that and realize what's going on and then make a conscious decision. Oh, I'm not going to let, you know, I'm not going to let this mess me around. I'm, I'm going to do what needs to get done, even though it feels strange. Yeah. I find myself making, I guess what we would call excuses. I'm coming up with reasons not to do it. Reason number one is that I'm deep inside this other thing that I'm working on. And if I pull myself away, and, you know, this is why it makes no sense, because I could literally pull myself away for four hours and finish this up and be done with it. But in my mind, it's like I'll be pulling myself so far out of the story that I'll never be able to get back to it again. So it's clearly a feeble excuse. It is. Um, I am I mean, burying my sense. soul here today. We are it, kicking it, my soul one <laughs> word at a time. But you know what? It's not just you. I know. I go through those things, too. And I think a lot of a lot of authors do. And um one thing that I try and check myself on too, when it comes up is I, uh, you know, it's, it's not fun to ask yourself this question and it's not fun to acknowledge your weaknesses and realize that, you know, you're basically screwing your own self over because you're a weak, a weakling, hey. but I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about <laughs> me. Okay. You know, when you go to people and you're like, Oh, I'm just so busy. And I just, you know, I've got this other thing going on. Or, or sometimes you even go to people for advice and you're like, well, here's my situation. And the question is, are you going to them for advice or are you going to them for permission and enablement to just keep on doing what you're doing anyway? And for somebody to pat you on the back and say, oh, it's not so bad. You know, oh, you're doing great. Because if you're if you're actually going for the enablement, then you're kicking your own self in the butt one word at a time. Um <laughs> And, and it's just, it, but it takes a little bit of uh, self-awareness to realize what's going on. And you don't want permission. You don't want enablement. You want someone to actually push you. And if you don't have someone like that, you need to be that someone in your own life to push yourself and go, okay, now you're just screwing around and you know it. So stop trying to pretend anything's otherwise and just get it done. I was, I'm in the middle of an online course on making videos right now because I, I don't know how to do it and I want to learn how to do this stuff. 
And in one of the modules, at the end of the modules, there's a call to action, sort of like we have at the end of the show. And one of the questions was, what are you going to do right now to improve on this? And so I wrote in there what I was going to do right then to improve on it. And then I forgot about it. The next day, <laughs> I logged in and I had a message from the instructor, send me a link to the video that you promised that you were going to make yesterday. And I'm like, that is awesome. oh, crap. And I, that's... My first thought was, oh, crap. And my second thought was, I am paying the right people for this course because (laughs) it makes a difference to them whether I'm doing the work or not. And see, to be able to hold ourselves accountable like that, that those are people who are going places. I don't have that level of strength and skill to hold myself accountable at that level. But people who do, those people are kicking butt. Yes. And I think that, you know, we all if if we're we're all writers here so we all know other people that are writers and we talk to other people that are writers and when we hear someone say i'm going to do this by i'm going to be here by monday we should follow up with them and see if they got it done if if not not to be mean and not to not to act like their mother but as as a form of encouragement and an accountability partner almost yeah, kind of like when people try and lose weight and they have their weight loss buddy or whatever that they're accountable to. We all need that, especially with writing, because it's such a, um, I don't really know the word, but it's its not tangible in the sense that, you know, you've got your word count, but, you know, it's not like you can count on yourself. Well, at least I can't. Some authors can. That I'm going to get this many words per hour. And if I haven't met this target by this time, it, it's not like, you know, punching widgets out on a machine it you know some days you have really good days and some days it's just like you know pooping bricks and um i just to have you know if you are that someone or someone else is that someone to you that's a really really great thing to have someone who holds you accountable to what you say you're gonna do yeah it's it is immensely valuable and it, it feels uncomfortable when you do it but i as as a person uh, for whom it's been done too, I always appreciate it. And then I think another thing too is um, that's what uh, you know when you're when you're working under contract, you have sort of a deadline. You have that deadline to mm-hmm. force you into it. And when you don't have that, it's easy to let time you know pass on quickly without that sense of desperation. But sometimes even just saying my goal is and putting it out there, even if it's only to yourself, putting it on paper, my goal is, that kicks your own sense, your own self in the butt and tells you to get moving in a way that not stating it out loud in writing, just having this desire in your head, but never really articulating it. It, 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 it works in a way to your self, to your subconscious, to your, to your mind, to your, your desire in a way that um, not doing it just can't. Okay, now let's flip this on its on its side. Um, at, at the end of last year, you made a conscious decision to take your butt out of the chair for a while. Yeah. So when when can we know when it's time to do that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you just knew. Like I have I have a lot less button chair now time than I used to. And on the one hand, it's really frustrating because I just don't get the word count that I used to. I used to be able to just burn it up and I don't anymore. And for me on one hand that st- feels like I'm just struggling and what's wrong with me, but on the other hand, I just don't have I just don't spend as much time writing as I used to and I'm I'm getting other things done which I really really need to do. 
Um, and it's not even just busy work. It's in some ways it's creative work, but it's making it so that writing is not my entire world. And so that if something goes wrong with writing, I don't fall apart because I've got other things going on too. So there's frustration for not being able to get as much done as fast as I think it needs to get done. And yet there's the elation of watching so many other things happen too at the same time. So I think it, you have to be realistic also based on what your personal abilities are. And as long as you're using the time that you have to the extent that you can, don't judge yourself against the wrong yardstick. And I did this out of button chair because I needed to for my own sanity's sake. It, it's funny. We, we did a show um, a few weeks back about rules and, you know, when it's OK to break the rules. And everyone seems to have a, a, not everyone. There are several different rules for writing. One of the rules is you have to write every day. Uh, you know, one of the rules is you have to write a certain number of words every time you sit down to write. Uh, you know, there, and there are other things that people have done to challenge themselves. But I, I remember something that I heard uh, at, a, at a writer's conference a long time ago regarding rules. Uh, and, and that's essentially that, and it's something that you've echoed here time and time again, is that there is no right way to do this. There's just your way. And if you Correct. can find your way, whether it's every day or five days a week or like me, four o'clock in the morning, or like a lot of other people, six o'clock at night, whatever your way is, as long as you're doing that to the best of your ability, um, that, that, that seems like that should be your rule rather than someone else's. Yes. And also be aware that it can change. What works for you this year might not work for you next year. So to be flexible enough to go, okay, this isn't working for me right now. I need to find something else that does. It might change from day to day to you, but the point isn't about sticking solidly to one specific thing. It's that you are constantly seeking the thing that works and sticking to what does work and not just keep jumping for the sake of jumping. Okay. So we're running out of time. So I've got to ask you this and um, you know, I, I'll probably cut this out because this is really, I'm just asking for personal advice. What should I do? Finish what I'm working on or finish those damn short stories? Um, if it was me, I would finish those damn short stories. And here's why. It's kind of the same principle that they use when you're deep, mired deep in um, credit card debt. And they say, pay off the smallest balance first, because that creates a snowball effect. And once you have that small balance paid off, then you can apply the money that you're putting towards that card, credit card over into the next one and you roll it over. It's the same thing with writing. When you have all these different things on your plate, but nothing finished, it creates a burden on, on your brain, on your, on your shoulders, on your soul. And when you have something finished, there is a sense of, I did it. And so my advice would be, get it done, get oh. it finished. Anything that you can get finished, get it done and then move on to the next thing. That was awesome. I really feel like I can kick this in the butt right now. <laughs> One story at a time. All right. That is it for this week. Call to action is, if you're not on Taylor's email list, 
join her email list because she talks about writing and life, and she she writes a lot of motivational emails that that I've found uh, particularly helpful. I know a lot of other listeners have as well. So if you're not on the list, go to taylorstevensbooks.com, click on the Connect With Me button, and sign up where Smiling Taylor uh, invites (laughs) you to join her list. You're great, Steve. Thanks. (laughs) Infomercial coming up in 24. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and if you sign up today, you'll get a free bonus email. (laughs) Not really. (laughs) No. Uh, We'll be back. (laughs) We'll be back again next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, guys.